Genre. Hi everyone and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live action Turtles movie one pizza delivering minute at a time. I am your host Scott Toffee and we have an excellent week in store for you. We have our first guest ever on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our producer from Back to the Future Minute and Spider-Man Minute and Dueling Genre Productions' very own Mr. Scott Corelli. Hello! I'm very excited to be here, guys. Oh, we're excited to have you. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, of course. And more, more importantly, thanks for saying that this was a good idea and letting us do this show on Dueling <laughs> oh, Genre. Oh, of course. <laughs> this is a great idea. I love the, I love the turtles. <laughs> gotta, gotta represent the turtles in um, the minute format. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're, we're happy to be the ones doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go around the table, introduce everyone else. Chris O'Connor. Hey-o. Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And lastly, Adam Sheehan joining Boston us this week. Nova. Chevy Nova. We do it again. Every week that joke comes up at least once, I think. It has to. Um, so here we are. We're on minute number 11, uh, which starts with Michelangelo uh, admonishing the lateness of the pizza delivery man and ends with the pizza delivery man uh, reconsidering his life choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Scott, let's, let's get a little bit of info from you. How, uh, how big of a turtle fan are you? Um, I mean, you know, like I seem to be, I know, but one they of don't your know. Go-to, yeah, I know <laughs> you seem to be one of, I seem to be one of your go-to people to talk about anything related to the turtles when it comes up. Um, <laughs> you're a little more forgiving than I am. I have a very specific, uh, I guess, vision of how the turtles should be. And when it goes outside that I get a little grumpy. So let's, let's um, talk about that though, because we are one of our first things we talked about in our pilot episode was you know, exactly that, what what version of the Turtles sort of we come from. So which which iteration of the Turtles is like your thing? Well, it's not really any one iteration. I mean, if anything, I would probably point to this movie as my, because so, it's sort of like that perfect combination of a lot of the humor from the cartoon show, but then it has that sort of darker edge to it that the, that the, old comics had before they kind of sold out and got funny as well. Right. Um, uh, back, you know, like back when they were just, they were just satire to begin with. And then they became like kind of funny. Well, they were dark uh, satire though. It wasn't like they were, right. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be comedic. It was like, they were killing people. There was blood in that first issue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a daredevil satire. It was Frank right. Miller satire. Um, so it was taking itself very seriously just to be like, look how ridiculous the Frank Miller comics are. <laughs> um, and so, so I, I didn't, I never really cared much for that, but I loved the cartoon growing up. Like if you make a Venn diagram of my childhood, it, I'm like right in the middle of uh, a circle of Ninja Turtles and a circle of Muppet Babies. Um, that's, that was, that was my childhood. The Muppet that, Babies is a good like pop culture reference for our generation. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just like this pop culture salad. Oh yeah. No, it's I mean, also, that's how I learned about most things. Like I, I didn't know what Star Wars was when I was watching Muppet Babies. I didn't watch Star Wars for the first time until like 95 when they came out on, VHS, like the mm. THX ones. Right. Um, 
uh, so like I, you know, I, I learned a lot from, from, uh, from that. And I think there was even a Ninja Turtles episode of Muppet Babies, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure the, the bunny guy was a Ninja Turtle at, in some episode at some oh, point. Oh, maybe. I know there was definitely like an anti-drug movie that featured Muppet Baby Kermit and oh, the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the that. cartoon all-stars saying yeah. drugs or something like that. I am not ashamed to admit that I rented that from Blockbuster more than once. Oh, Dude, I got I had, local I library, buddy. Local library. <laughs> I taped that off of TV. I had that on a VHS. They showed that to yeah. us in school. That was the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's when your um, teacher was like, I'm, I'm done teaching you kids. Here's a video. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the turtles to teach you the dangers of marijuana. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I just, I, I just really like uh, that sort of combination of like, you know, the turtles can be funny and lighthearted like teenagers are supposed to be. But then they also have like that serious thing where they're dealing with the foot and all of those things. And those things aren't silly. Um, it's their sort of like home life. That's more silly. Their, their personal stuff. It's actually, that's why I think I like the Nick, the new Nickelodeon cartoon so much is cause it has that sort of like Buffy balance of humor and also like drama. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were talking about that the other day about how, uh, th- a lot of the versions of the turtles don't really demonstrate that they're teenagers very well. Right. Right. Um, and that the new Nick show is definitely one of them, and and this movie as well. So right, it's a good good way to come in. Now, did you see the the movie? It was a cartoon first. You saw the cartoon show first before anything else, right? right? Yeah, okay. definitely. All right. Yeah, cool. no, I I I think I'm fairly certain. When did the cartoon premiere? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay, so I wouldn't have watched it. I, I mean, maybe I was watching it 87, but I would, would have been two years old. So I, who knows <laughs> what I was doing? I was barely a person. Um, but uh, I, by the time, by like 88, 89, I, I was watching Turtles religiously to the point where there was a point w- where, the, where McDonald's, they used to sell $5 VHS videos. Uh, yeah, Burger King. Burger King. King. Yeah, oh, I had Burger a bunch King. of those. I had a bunch yeah, of those. Yeah, so I made my mom go to Burger King and get every single Turtles episode that they released on VHS. So, like, I had because I think they did that like two or three times. Um, I, I can swear like more a, than that over like a few years because they would be like three or or five at a time, and then they'd come out with another batch like a few months later. Um, and I made her get all of them, so I had like every VHS I could get with the turtles. And I just watched them all over and over and over again to the point where I thought the neutrinos were like a really big part of turtles (laughs) mythology. Yeah. Because I watched that one episode with the neutrinos in it all the time. Mm. Well, they they kind of become a big part in the IDW uh, comics run. Like they actually, like there's this whole huge story arc that they use with the neutrinos. It's kind of neat. The IDW comics do a really great job of tying every single version of the Turtles together. Scott, I don't know if you've read those, but if you haven't, you really should. Yeah, it's really good. It borrows from everything, from the the movies and the cartoon show and the old comics and the old, like the Archie comics and everything. It's very cool. But we're here to talk about the movie, so let's talk about mm-hmm. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we start off with this, the uh, you know, time's up, three bucks off. Uh, we talked about a, a little bit about the Domino's 30-minute guarantee and the havoc that wreaked in the mid to late 80s. 
So many deaths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was wish- a dark time in pizza delivery history. I, I wish our pizza place had 30 minutes or less. It's literally at the end of our block, but it takes like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah. for them to deliver pizza. Well, they can never find our house. Right. That's because the other. we live at 122 and an 8. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about this scene is, do you guys know who the, uh, the delivery driver, Tony, is? I do not. Mm-mm. Tony is played by actor Michael Sisti, who is the Michelangelo uh, body actor. He's he's the guy in the suit for Michelangelo. Oh, so this is the, of, he is kind of small. That makes sense. Yeah, it's the I, first of every single actor getting their cameo out of the suit in the movie. This is the first huh. one. Um, and everybody except uh, uh, Donatello, right? Because he's. Uh, Corey Feldman? I well, don't remember Corey I think, Feldman. In I think the, movie. The, the body actor, Corey Feldman wasn't in the suit. Corey Feldman did the oh, voice, but I think all none of the voice gotcha. actors are in the movie. Well, actually, that's not true because the guy that does Raphael's voice cameos uh, in this week also. Um, but it's that's interesting that they the body the like the uh, like, yeah whatever the body model body body actors that the body actors and the voice actors are different. It's like okay, so. I mean, that makes sense to a certain extent that you would separate those two things. But you would think if you were to separate those thing, two things, you would just put like martial arts people in the bodysuits, not just like some random New Yorker. <laughs> I almost wonder if the, these these guys are sort of more trained. You know how you have like uh, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Andy Circus, who's doing all the motion capture stuff. And he's like or Doug Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, are these guys like very physical actors in the art of like acting, like in a suit physical. kind of thing? You know, yeah. are they, I mean, are for they all more... we know, he went to clown college. You know, like the uh, jackass guys. Yeah, and it actually, <laughs> oh, might be yeah. interesting to look up if these guys are in any way affiliated with the Henson Company because we we've discovered that there's a lot of sort of um, Henson fingers in uh, this this Turtle movie pie. all over the place. Right, so the Muppet Baby's connection didn't come out of nowhere. (laughs) Not out of nowhere. It ties together in a very nice little bow, Scott. Yeah, they're they're very likely puppeteers or or trained with, you know, that sort of equipment, like with the servo head things. Because there's, like, so much technology going on in just the head part of these turtles. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. So I've I've never seen this actor before, other than as this Domino's guy. Um, that I know of, but later when we get the other body actor, I've seen him in lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Well, here I'll, I'll, I'll read off the IMDB page for you. So Michael Sisti, uh, is a puppeteer starting oh, there at you go. about the Ninja Turtles movie. This might've been like his first big thing, but he was a puppeteer for George of the Jungle, Lost in Space, Men in Black 2, Country Bears, Team America, Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Country Bears. Um, <laughs> Sarah Marshall, yes! He did He did uh, performance uh, and voiceover work for Dinosaurs, the TV show. He was oh, an actor. Well, there you go. Uh, did a couple Star Trek and Babylon 5 I wonder if he episodes. did the mating dance. If he did what? The, the mating dance in Dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I don't he's got a lot of credits on that show so it's entirely possible um so he he is you know starting with Ninja Turtles kind of a a big puppet suit actor voiceover actor so that answers that question um mm-hmm. his voice is fantastic and the fact that they didn't use his voice in this movie 
aside from this small part, is a crime because who's the voice of Michelangelo? I think it's um, it's is Robbie Rist the Michelangelo voice in the cartoon or the movie? Let's take a look here, um, because I know the same guy did Michelangelo in all three turtle movies, which is not mm-hmm. necessarily the case with the other turtles, right? Um, so. Michelangelo voice, yeah, Robbie Rist, who I believe was like he a child star on the Brady Bunch. Oh. He played like Cousin Oliver or something. Oh man. Oh, wow. So it's the same it's the same Michelangelo from the cartoon. Um I I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think he did it on the cartoon. I think he did it just in the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Um Interesting. Yeah. But but Michael Sisti, this whole we've talked a lot, Scott, about uh, the the melodic tone of the dialogue in this movie and how like every line is delivered almost with a musical quality. Like the voice work, mm-hmm. even from the live action and the It's all uh, over the, the new series. Yeah. Oh, Robbie Rist, yeah. Yeah. Michelangelo's um, voice actor, by the way, was named Townsend Coleman. On the cartoon? Mm-hmm. On the cartoon, uh, that's right. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so this this uh, one twenty two and an eighth. Every yeah. single line that this guy speaks is instantly quotable, and it's such a small part of this movie, but one the of the most memorable. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I couldn't find the place. Yeah, it's like, I, seriously, Scott. I think you could write the sheet music of the dialogue of this movie. That might be one of our uh, weekend edition experiments. I think. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to just have play the that's, that's a pretty <laughs> ambitious weekend project. Yeah. Yeah. It might be maybe just this scene because it's a short scene. We'll just set a little concerto to uh, one twenty. 122 and an eighth, eighth. <laughs> which is a great As title for a piece of music. <laughs> um, 122. How, how did he not check the address before arriving at the address? Right. I mean, one has to assume that he kind of knows in New York City, you kind of know, like if you're talking a house number, it's between this and that road based on like what the, like if I'm going between fourth and fifth Avenue, the number is going to be like 430 something. Mm-hmm. So when he's going to like 122, he can probably assume that I got to go about, you know, a third of the way down the block and then start looking. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not really clear on on how exactly this works. I pulled up like the uh, the the Wikipedia entry on on street numbering and uh, it it kind of makes sense. And, and, and here in D.C., I've seen like uh, I, I think we have like 17th and a half street or or 13th and a half street. And I've seen half streets and apparently there are quarter streets, but I'm not finding any instance of an eighth street. Hmm. And it, well, it's I, just I think it's the house number. That's one twenty two and an eighth. Yeah. Right. Not the street. I mean, so, that could be. so the address he's he's looking at one twenty two and then he looks over and sees one twenty one twenty three. And he's like, where's 122 and an eighth? I find it's interesting that he chose an eighth instead of like a half or something, which would make sense. You want to be specific when you're giving someone directions to a sewer grate. Right. Do you think that the writer or the director were like hearing him say 122 and a half? And they're just like, no, that doesn't sound as good. Say something else. I I mean, I think you're onto something with the musical quality because, yeah, 122 and an eighth just feels a little sharper. It rolls off the tongue very nicely. Yeah. It's it's punchier. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that yeah. punch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> my other question about this guy is like, is this Tony the delivery man's first time delivering pizza ever? 
on this road because like you'd have to hear like oh 122 and an eighth I, like some other guy in the pizza shop's got to be like I tried to deliver there once it's a sewer grate you're never well, going to believe it well maybe, maybe it's like a hazing on the other hand, thing like yeah, like yeah, the other maybe pizza delivery guys about know it. about it but they're like oh Tony's going out on this job don't tell him we don't, we don't talk about it we don't talk about <laughs> this the, guy the, is the, definitely the new grade. he still tucks in his shirt I mean this yeah. is a this is a brand new employee like, yeah, a first day of, this is a product placement employee yeah, <laughs> he has a lot of payments left on that scooter. Uh-huh. Aw, poor scooter. Yeah, and then he gets back to Domino's and he's like, "Why didn't you guys tell me?" And they're all laughing. And... <laughs> they're like, "Let me guess, it was four giant turtles in a sewer grate." <laughs> like Domino's are the only people that know that these guys exist, and they're just kind of cool with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. New like, York City. <laughs> also, any self-respecting New Yorker is not going to order Domino's pizza. I just want to point that right. out too. Right. 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 Yeah. But it, um, yeah, but look, you gotta. Th- this was an you gotta make your money production. somehow. You gotta make your money somehow, well, the, so you might as well use product placement. The funniest Plus, part about the, that the thirty Scott. minute guarantee. The thirty minute guarantee uh, gives them a the story script. point. So <laughs> you gotta understand too. The the funniest part about that, I hundred percent agree with you. But Pizza Hut was the one doing all the promotion for this movie. Oh, like yeah. they put Domino's in the film, but. All the like the tie-in material when the movie was going out was Pizza Hut. Really Pizza? on the first one or not or the second one? I I think on the, the first second one, one too. was definitely Pizza Hut. Well, on the I first don't know one, that was, the first one was. It was on the VHS at least. I don't know about the marketing like at the time, like when they're doing the press tour or whatever um, yeah. in 1990. But I, I know like on the VHS and like I apart from in this movie itself, I don't remember ever seeing Domino's associated with the Turtles. Pizza Hut was, was always, always Hut. Um, part of the video game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, my drummer still has his uh, coupon for a free personal pizza that came with his <laughs> copy of Turtles 2 on NES. One of these days, to, we're going to try to turn that in. Yeah, we're going to just order a pizza and be like, I have this coupon. And it's like, we don't even do personal <laughs> like, pizza. The, the waitress will probably be like, I wasn't even born when this came out. <laughs> so, here's the answer to the question. Um, Marketing the movie, uh, when the film went to VHS via Family Home Entertainment, the uh, Pizza Hut put up $20 million tied into the film, despite the oh. fact that Donatello's was used as Domino's, not Donatello's, was used <laughs> as a product placement in the movie. So it might have been that Domino's used the placement in the film, but when it went to home video, that's when Pizza Hut was like, we are getting in on this now. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. So there's the answer to that question Plus, for you. Thanks, Wikipedia. Pizza Hut had more of a, a a bring your family in and we'll feed them pizza kind of a platform where Domino's totally. was strictly delivery. So. Totally. I remember all of those late 80s, early 90s VHS tapes with the Pizza Hut commercial at yeah. the front of it. And like, Donatello's uh, Batman, Pizza is like, in Salem, Oregon. Yeah, Batman 89 had the Pizza Hut commercial yep. where like Alfred delivers the pizza <laughs> to the bad cave and then i remember the Ooh. land before time yeah, land before time. Time. oh yeah. land before time i oh. even had a, a barbie that was affiliated with pizza hut like yeah. she was a pizza hut waitress they, they were trying oh. to get on that mcdonald's train and bring your kids in and we'll give them a toy yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing yeah. there's a lot of stupid promotional material from mm-hmm. pizza hut. um i love the down under cafe in the background <laughs> of the shot very like subtle a- kind of uh, again, Real, uh, the people doing set dressing for this movie just early outback steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we pointed out earlier, Scott. I don't know if you've ever noticed. There's like in the scene with Splinter at the beginning of the movie. There's a little Elmo 
doll in the corner. Oh. There's like all kinds of sex pistol stuff. Like the people dressing the set for this movie, like it's it's just awesome. There's so many fun little things that we've found in the background. Hmm. Um, what I, I also I really like um and this is something I don't know, going back to like how we were talking about the uh, turtles being actual teenagers in this movie. And uh, when you're watching this as a kid, you know, you kind of are just like, okay, I mean, they're the turtles and everyone older than me seems like grown up, So everyone's a grown up. And so like the teenage part of the mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't really come into play in your head until you're like an older fan. Like we are now right? Mm-hmm. where we're like, Oh, they are teenagers. Cause now I'm watching, I'm watching this and I'm just hearing Michelangelo talk and I'm like, he's, he's, he's like, it's like Bill and Ted down there. Like that's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> have you ever it's noticed? Have you ever noticed the 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 weird Donatello Michelangelo connection in this movie? Like, have you ever consciously like made yourself aware of that before? How do you, how do you mean? Well, it's it's funny because we get the scene right before this one in the last minute. We talk about this a lot that Mikey and Donnie sort of have this moment where they're talking. Um, and they're discussing sort of Donatello's trying to be serious and like discuss their mortality. And, you know, Splinter says he's going to leave us. And Michelangelo's just like, well, I'm worried about my pizza. And then even before that, there's minutes in the lair where they're like, they're dancing and they're sort of scheming to get out of hearing Splinter's speech. And we'll uh-huh. see more and more as the movie goes on. Like Donatello and Michelangelo specifically in this film have like a weird buddy cop thing going on that they don't have in any other version of the Turtles. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's true. I, I did, I guess, I've never really, I've, I've always known that, but it's never really thought about it. I guess. Yeah, which um, I, I, the reason I bring it up is because to me, it's a very like, it, to me, it's a very teenage thing. Like you have your best buddy that, like, even though he's not necessarily paying attention to you, you're still gonna stand by him no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. Even when he kind of blows you off. You know, and they're also getting away from the two other brothers. Like, Raph is just right. too crazy, and Leo's like too straight edge. Like, we need to like go do our own thing. It's just that makes them right. a lot more straight human. Edge. They're like, I the, guess. Uh, they're, you know, they're like the two younger twins, is kind of like the, the vibe that they have, where it's like the twins are like their own, they speak their own language and their own best friends. And then <laughs> exactly. you've got Leo, who's the oldest brother, and then you've got Raph, who's like the grumpy middle brother. Yeah. I don't know. It works um, out. What was the name we came up with them for them? Oh, Donatangelo? Donatangelo, <laughs> Donatangelo. yes. Donatangelo. If, if it was 2002 and they were dating, they would be Donatangelo. Almost certainly an Italian model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I think it's worth mentioning, uh, we, we talked in previous minutes about like where they get stuff, like their record player, their records, and, and you know the stuff that they have down in the lair. Where do they get money for pizza? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where, are they, where are they getting money? I don't. Do we think they stole it from the thugs? Maybe. <laughs> They're actually just beating up people for profit. <laughs> I mean, you could say they, they might find it on the street, but, you know, that's you like, find a dollar once in a while, but finding a 10 or a 20, that's Especially that's like in a, 1990. Right. Right? That's mm. a good question. How do maybe, Teenage Mutant maybe they Ninja do, Turtles earn uh, money? Maybe they do some work. Where like you know like they do some work from home kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, you know, so it's like, also entirely possible. Like Raphael's able to get out and go around town in his disguise. Maybe they're like, like shoveling sidewalks in the winter. Like, maybe. well, yeah. they, they did that in um in that one uh, CGI animated turtles that came out like 
during mm-hmm. like kind of that dry spell of turtles. Oh, yeah. When was that? Like two thousand. T- the two, I think it was two thousand nine. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was so I, drunk. If I remember that movie correctly, I think Donatello was doing like phone tech support out of yes. the the sewer yeah, layer. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I, I guess they do stuff like that. But I mean, this was and they that, have like a payphone. And that down movie, there. Adam, that movie is uh, in continuity yes, with this movie. Yep. Ah, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there you go. Problem mm. solved. All right. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Confucius say, or wise man say, Chris, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, that was a very quotable moment. I remember, like, me and my, uh, we never ordered from Domino's, so we never actually got the opportunity to use it properly. Uh, but we would always say, you know, like, whenever we ordered pizza and we were waiting for too long, we'd be like, all, oh, wise man, say, never pay full price for a uh, late pizza. And our parents would roll their eyes and be like, well, we're just going to pay. And <laughs> it, it, I remember, like, I, I quoted that particular line a lot, um, and my friends did too, but my little cousins, they love, my little cousin, uh, Randy, I'll call him out if he's listening, um, he loved to say, wise man say, and then something, anything. He would, huh. you know, whatever a little, whatever, uh, let's see, I was eight at the time, whatever a four or five-year-old would think of to say after wise man say, hmm. my little cousin said that all the time, and it was... <laughs> So annoying. It was. It, he it was got, like Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Except you know, not an old drunk man. Well, my cousin went through a phase where he told everyone he was a Velociraptor, um, <laughs> and you know, if well, you told, if you told him otherwise, he would have a, a mental breakdown. So we were like, "Okay, John, you're a Velociraptor. You got to live your dream, man." He identifies as a Velociraptor. I heard Velociraptor, like a philosopher raptor. No, I, I said Velociraptor, but Velociraptor. You may be a Velociraptor. say whatever. Velociraptor say never eat dead meat when you can eat live meat. Whatever. That's you gotta, you oh, gotta be gross. your inner oh, that's, that's your inner dinosaur. Oh em- man. Embrace it. <laughs> Embrace your inner Velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good with this minute. Anyone got anything else? Um. Mm. I don't think so. It's a maybe maybe minute. when I they're like um when he's handing that pizza down the sewer grate, that pizza is all messed yeah, up. That pizza's yeah, that's like it's all that's, that's all, not a good the cheese to... is all down the side. It's gross. Yeah. It's oh rude. yeah. Um, well, also, I like that they cut out a hole in the sewer grate so that it would fit. <laughs> it's Domino's pizza. That pizza's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that's the pizza that my my middle school ordered when we had pizza day. Yeah. Cardboard yeah. with some sauce on it. Remember you can couple- turn that thing upside down and right side back up, and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. It's covered in a sheet of polyurethane. <laughs> yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe, that's, maybe that's why they exclusively order Domino's. It's yeah. like it's like we've tried yeah. Famous Rays, but they if you turn it upside down to put it through the sewer grate, it's screwed. <laughs> yeah, Domino's uh, can handle it. That's a good point, <laughs> and it's affordable. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute, not brought to you by Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Sorry, <laughs> Domino's, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright well I think we'll wrap it up for uh, for today and uh, that was fun Scott we'll see you tomorrow we'll see everyone else tomorrow uh, everyone thanks for listening we'll catch you at minute 12 bye bye, bye. Yeah,